Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and the host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat's guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome, everyone. We have an incredible show for you tonight. We have a very special author with us because, as you know, I usually only interview nonfiction authors. They're, you know, authors who write books about, um, you know, healing, health, wellness, and uh, they're grounded in research uh, and their true stories of their journeys. But tonight, we have James Connor with us, and he's going to be telling us about his awesome novel called Super Yogi. So author James Conner, he actually goes and marries two of the hottest cultural trends in North America today to reach the masses with a message about interconnection, values, ethics, and our ultimate abilities. So today on the show, James Conner is going to share with you the ideas and facts behind a new superhero fantasy thriller that uses authentic teachings from reverend reverend spiritual tests and um, enlightenment, and it's going to entertain you while it teaches you, which I find absolutely fantastic. So James's new book is exhilarating, and it's an acclaimed new novel where superheroes develop from enhanced in service to humanity. Now, that's something entirely different from what we see, um, you know, in the movies and on TV, but it shows we all have the power of the superhero within, and I absolutely love that message. So welcome to the show with us today, James Conner. Kathleen, I'm really happy to be here. As you can probably hear, James is echoing. Uh, He is traveling, uh, speaking all around the country on his new book. And we had him Skyping in, and and that didn't really sound really well, so I asked him to call in on his cell phone. But, James, I might have to ask you to call back in again on your Skype because the cell phone seems to be echoing too much. So is it possible for you to call back in on Skype? I will do that. Okay, thanks. And in the meantime, I'm going to tell the audience all about your book. So, um, all right, I'll, I'll watch for you to call back in. So, so Connor imagines a, a really contemporary world where superpowers start emerging among yoga and meditation practitioners. Is that cool or what? And that's instead of from like comic book mishaps like radioactive spider bites or laboratory accidents 
And this fresh new take on the superhero story explores the wild consequences that occur when heroes and villains start to emerge. So throughout the book, um, and the book is really, really cool, throughout this book, Connor quotes original Yoga Sutra verses to actually explain the superpowers often attributed to these really great yogis of history. And it's a way to guide the characters, um, you know, as they struggle with their new roles as world protectors. So just stop and think for a minute. You've got somebody who's, you know, meditating, you know, and they're, they're doing their yogi practices, and then all of a sudden, boom, they become these superheroes. So these are not the type of people that, that we imagine becoming protectors of the universe for mankind. But in this novel that Connor writes, that's exactly what they do. Super Yogi is the name of the book. And the key messages come through, particularly that the more we care for and serve others, the more powerful we become. Let me see if that's, that's, that's here. That's correct. Oh, great. That's You're correct. here. Well, that's wonderful. So I have to tell you, James, I just love this concept. And like I, I said to the audience, although I, I'm usually interviewing people who have nonfiction books, this is just, this book has got to be embraced by everyone. So um, tell us a little bit, James, about uh, how you began writing supernatural thrillers um when when uh, when this 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 idea of yog super yogis came into your mind sure um so the book is super yogi scenario and like you're saying one of the things that differentiates this book is that instead of powers coming from radioactive spider bites or lab mishaps Powers are going to develop when elite yoga practitioners learn how to manipulate images in their mind. And this is all based on authentic uh, texts, like a third century text, the Yoga Sutra. Uh, and so it's grounded in reality. And so what I did mm -hmm. was create something that's a little bit more of a page turner that allows people to experience what do the highest levels of yogic with articulate now mm -hmm. uh, I had studied for so many years uh, 15 years studying major meditation texts in the Buddhist lineage and the yoga lineages and then I finally undertook a three-year meditation retreat and it was during your meditation retreat uh, that I would take breaks on afternoons to try to communicate some of this wisdom in a fun way that people would enjoy reading. Oh, I think it's a great idea. I mean, uh, how exciting is that? And, and if you really kind of take a step back and think about it, people who are doing yogi and 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 who are meditating, they're using a part of their brain that uh, is all into manifesting from the fifth and sixth dimensions. 
So when you think about them turning into these superheroes and using their gifts and their strengths to help mankind, it's certainly plausible. It really is. We we hear about some of the really uh, master yogis who are able to do incredible things, and everything that they do is for mankind. We may not see them, but we do see the results of their meditations in their yogi. It's true. Thing. And one of the interesting things is when you look at the Yoga Sutra, this was a third century written by Master Patanjali. And it's really the root text of all the yoga lineages. Uh, when you look at that text, 11% of the verses discuss what happens when supernormal abilities start to emerge. And so you have all these authentic verses that have the detailed instructions for how people learn to read minds and how to fly in the sky uh, and how they learn to become invisible and things like that. And so I thought it would be a lot of fun to take those instructions and show what happens when characters start to reach the higher meditative levels and start to understand those abilities. Now, historically, when these supernormal abilities emerged, not everyone uses them for good. And so that's one of the big things in super yogi scenario. It's not really the powers that make someone a hero. It's putting other people first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real superheroes where, you know, they they use their powers in service to others rather than using their powers for personal gain. And that's what really caught my attention, you know, this this shift, this shift in mindset. And I, I just loved it. So for those of you just tuning in, maybe you're, you're tuning in a little late, we have James Conner with us today, and he's a novelist. Uh, I know, I usually interview people who write um, books about their lives or first-person narrative nonfictions, but our author today is James Conner, and what he's doing is he's marrying two of the hottest cultural trends in North America today to reach the masses with a message about interconnection and values and ethics, and the name of his book is Super Yogi. Am, am, am I getting that right? The Super Yogi Scenario? That's the, yes, the complete the name of your book? Scenario. Correct. Oh, what a, what a great name, the Super Yogi Scenario. So before we get much farther, James, could you give our listeners your contact information because the second half of this show goes so quickly. I want to make sure that they can look up the information maybe while they're listening right now or um, know where to go to get the book. Sure. The the easiest place to get the book is uh, you can go to Amazon.com and there's a hard copy that's being sold, uh, but there's also an e-book. And one of the great things about the ebook is I put it in the Kindle lending library. So, so many people already have Amazon Prime or Limited, and you can read the book for free. I want you to be able to read this book for free. If you prefer hard copies, you can also get it in Barnes & Noble. It's, um, it's been added to some of the best book lists for 2015, um, and the critics are really raving about it. So I encourage you to check it out for yourself. 
So uh, tell us a little bit about this award that you won. It was called the Raven Society Award at the University of Virginia, and it was in support of your creative writing. Can you share that with well, us? This was, this was early on. You know, it's, um, you know, I'm a middle-aged person at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, and in my, my college career, I was recognized for my writing ability. And uh, the Raven Society, and after Edgar Allan Poe, who, of course, is one of the great American authors of Supernaturals. And so it was really kind of interesting that um, I was recognized for my story writing back then. I was, you know, given a grant to write things. But it really wasn't until, you know, we're now 20-plus years later, uh, after I did a three-year meditation retreat, after I had studied these ancient texts for well over a decade, um, that I felt that I had a story that was really worth And so that's what I'm doing with the, the super yogi scenario, giving us a new evolution of the superhero story. And what a great evolution it is. We're going to take a, a quick break and when we come back, we are going to be talking with Connor about um, his years of working as a, a CEO in New York City in uh, the advertising agency and how he used any of those skills in writing his books or promoting his books. So don't go away. We will be right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have uh, a special guest with us tonight, James Connor, and he is a novelist who wrote The Super Yogi Scenario. So we're talking about how these super yogis uh, and meditation uh, specialists became superheroes that are out to save the world. I, I just love it. So um, getting back to what we were talking about just before the break, James, you were actually a CEO in New York City. Tell us a little bit about that business and how you transitioned from that into being an author. Hmm. I did own an advertising agency in New York for uh, 14 years. And um, I would meditate every day before I went to work. And it turned out to be a real advantage in business 
because before I go to work, I would meditate on what my employees needed, like what would make their lives better. And then I'd meditate on the clients that I was going to see that day and really think about what did they need. And I found it gave me a clarity that I could solve problems so quickly. So there's a real power in meditation when you focus on others. What do other people need? And then you can go in and you can do it sometimes before they even <laughs> before they can even tell you what they need. They they get nicely surprised. Mhm. Mhm. And so did you use any of those skills uh in the characters in your book? Definitely. You know, what what happened for me was um I had been meditating for you know almost 10 years and it was getting really quite wonderful. And then a thought started to occur to me, well, how far can you take meditation if you fully devote yourself to that path? And so wanting to be a little bit of a spiritual test pilot, um, I sold my business and went into a three-year retreat. And uh, one of the characters, uh, Eric Adams, who's a former Navy SEAL, he turned to yoga and meditation and deep retreat to help him heal from post-traumatic stress and help him to heal from injuries that he uh, experienced in Afghanistan. And so a lot of my retreat experience, I was able to write through Eric's eyes and talk about his sort of progression. Hmm, that's amazing. So you're, you're also the founder of GoBeyond.org, is that in in some way tied into your book, or do you use you, you, do you use that in your book? Because I know that you go around the the country teaching Buddhists and yoga philosophy. So is that part of this as well? GoBeyond.org is a nonprofit I founded to help people to learn how to meditate from authentic scriptural sources. So it's kind of the hardcore stuff, like if you had gone to a Tibetan monastery a thousand years ago, how would they have taught you to meditate? And so that's something that's really important to myself, uh, is to be able to pass on, you know, this lineage. I studied with great masters for many, many years and wanted to be able to pass it on. Um, but I know that very few people wake up in the morning and say, hey, I want to learn how to meditate from a ninth century text. And so I had to think of another way to reach out to people. And that was uh, by doing sort of mass market fiction that slow drips some of this wisdom from these ancient texts into uh, the storyline. And hopefully we'll get people excited about meditating. Mm-hmm. So that's that's gobeyond.org, G-O, capital B-E-Y-O-N-D, dot org, if, if anyone is interested in looking up more information. So, you know, I, I, I have met I people who, who have said to me um, on a, a, a number of occasions, James, that they can't meditate. They try, but they they just can't get their mind to be quiet long enough to meditate, and they're not really sure what it is they're supposed to be doing. So for our listening audience today, what is the one tip you would give them to help them get started 
on this path of meditation, uh, something simple that they could do? Well, the first thing we have to realize is that the mind changes. You know, so I remember not being able to meditate as well. And everyone that ever becomes a master meditator starts in that same place. So first you have to know that the mind changes and it's a process. But the next thing I would say is be sure to meditate using authentic techniques because when you have the opportunity to study the great meditation texts from the last 25 centuries, there is this remarkable continuity about this is the techniques that you have to use in order to still the human mind, in order to get it to focus single-pointedly. And a lot of it involves using very powerful meditation objects. So most of us just think that meditation is, you know, focusing on the breath or trying to clear the mind. Um, These are not the most powerful meditation techniques um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, So meditating on love and wishing happiness for all beings, rather than worrying about your own mind, just thinking about others and wishing happiness from them, it has a remarkable stilling quality on the heart, a remarkable stilling quality on the mind. And so that would be just one example of a powerful meditation object. Mm, I, I love that. So you're taking your, your focus off of yourself, and when you kind of do that, it to a degree it kind of shuts up your mind. That's <laughs> going, well, we have to pay this bill, and we have to pay that bill. And when you put <laughs> your focus on someone else, it starts to, to raise your vibration, that positive vibration. And so as you're helping others, you are also at the same time helping yourself. So what what a what a great um you know uh what, what what a great little tip you just gave us. So getting back to your amazing book cuz it's like I can't get away from this book. I love it that much. Um you know, tell us a little bit about uh, the heroic people in your book on this heroic journey of you've got Diamond Mind and Airspeed and Samsa and Father Agua. Was that it? Like Water Agua? Yes, correct. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about Diamond Mind. Sure. The, the, the key that I think is, you know, what readers are telling me that they're excited about the book is the book traces sort of the path of ordinary people with ordinary problems, gaining some wisdom and learning how to meditate in more authentic ways to the point that these supernormal abilities start to emerge. So we have this wonderful arc. Eric Adams is a former man of war. He was a former Navy SEAL and he's injured in Afghanistan. And he's turning to yoga and meditation to help him heal. And as he's doing this, uh, he's starting to learn how to focus on other people. And focusing on other people and helping other people is the primary antidote for depression. When you look at all the, uh, the ancient texts, they say when people are suffering from depression, the very last thing you want them to do is to keep worrying about their problems, worrying about their problems. 
it's a great cause and effect method. If just focus on helping other people and your self-worth increases, you know, like I helped this person today and you can rejoice in that. So that's a very powerful technique for overcoming depression. And Eric goes through this process. Um, he starts to focus on people and watch people and think about what other people want so much so that he starts to be able to read their thoughts. And when this emerges, he's able to see that everybody's got unique skills and unique qualities, and he might be able to help enhance them a little bit. And he trains a, a woman, Ariel Davis, who becomes the superhero Airspeed, uh, how to fly without a machine. She has unique seeds for flying that he's able to tweak according to certain verses in the Yoga Sutra. And she learns to fly without a machine. And he teaches another lady who is a bodyguard and a martial arts expert how to become much stronger. And she becomes kind of the Superman of this world. And they have to take down a very twisted yogi, uh, a woman named Physique, who possesses this unique power. It's called Garima or Lagima in Sanskrit. It means being able to adjust one's mental image of their density so they can become infinitely heavy or infinitely light. Now, this becomes very dangerous because she's able to take down planes and buildings and bridges. Uh, she has I mean, like when she's anchor. in the plane, she can all of a sudden become so heavy that she can take the plane down? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a pretty intense um, supernormal ability, and it, and it shows up um, historically. There have been yogis that, when they have gotten this power, have um, not necessarily used it for good. So she's she's somebody that becomes... You don't want to gain supernormal abilities when you still have mental afflictions. And she's kind of mentally mm. afflicted and has a very heavy personal vendetta that she's trying to, to act out. And so basically, in the super yogi scenario, you have a team of good yogis needing to take down the dangerous yogis that are threatening the world. Hmm. I love it. Love it. So... Uh... And and so the, these names that you've got, these superhero names like Diamond Mind and Father Agua, um, do they in some way, do their names reflect their gifts? Yeah, it's a great question, Kathleen. Um, Father Agua is fun. Uh, as the story ramps up, um, Physique keeps ramping up her strikes. Um, at one point, she infiltrates a congressional luncheon and adjusting her density, crashes down the roof on um, congressmen inside. Uh, and she's going to threaten the whole Atlantic coast by creating a mega tsunami. It's interesting how she's going to do that. Um, but once they understand what her final attack is, they team up with this Benedictine priest, um, whose nickname is Father Agua, because he has the ability to bend water um, and they have to stop this attack. Oh, that's just amazing. It's hard to believe, but we're back. We're, we're down to our last two minutes. 
So uh, if you could, would you please share maybe a last thought with our audience? And we've been interviewing James Conner today on the radio show, the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis uh, radio show, on his book, The Super Yogi Scenario. So if there was one thing you could leave our audience with, what would it be, James? The main message is that all the happiness in the world comes from taking care of others. And all the suffering in the world comes from worrying about ourselves. So I'd encourage people I would encourage people, that, would that, encourage that people is, in their daily lives just to just to take care of others and everything's gonna work out just fine. Ah, uh, that is so strong and I wanna thank you so much for being on the radio show today and uh, I'd love to have you come back and Tell us some more about your super yogi heroes here and, and what's going on in their lives in the next books that you write. And uh, so thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show today. And it's amazing that this whole scenario on super yogis took place on a Sunday afternoon in his cabin in the Arizona desert. So I hope you'll all go and check out his book, The Super Yogi Scenario, and until next Wednesday, when I will be back with another incredible guest, I hope you all have a great week, and thank you again, James, for being on the show with us. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Canada Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com, and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.